0: The Lord be with you. (coughs) A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet. Listening to him speak, Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. So this morning's gospel is one of those that gets quoted a lot by different people, and and uh, it's one of those gospels that leads us to put ourselves in categories. You know, lots of people will say like, "Well, I'm more of a Martha," or "I'm more of a Mary," and there can be truth in that. Or somebody who just really doesn't like to work very hard will say like, "I'm more of a Mary." Or somebody who has trouble being quiet and sitting in silence might say, I'm more of a Martha. But in this gospel reading, what we see is our Lord revealing a sort of dynamism of love, a sort of priority of love. Which applies to all of our lives, whether we're the kind of person that's very active or the kind of person that's more introverted or more quiet. Because when our Lord talks to Martha, he just says, You are anxious and worried about many things. There is a need of only one thing. And so it goes to this question of what am I anxious and worried about? What am I anxious and worried about? Do I go through my day worried and anxious about the many things that I have to get done, all the things that are in my calendar, the deadlines that are coming up? Or do I go through my day anxious and worried about recognizing Jesus in my life every day? Do I spend as much mental energy Looking for our Lord in the everyday actions of my life as I do trying to accomplish the small tasks that I have to get done. Because there's need of only one thing. And so one of the questions we might ask ourselves is, why do I do what I do? Why do I do what I do? we once had a consultant come in to work with our staff. And one of the questions they asked at the beginning was, why do you do what you do? And there can be lots of answers to that question. Now, I do what I do because it's my assignment from the bishop and I wanna be obedient which isn't a bad answer. I do what I do because I get a lot of satisfaction from accomplishing tasks. Or I do what I do because our Lord's asked me to do it. I do what I do because our Lord's asked me to do it. I do what I do to glorify God. And that applies to all of our lives as Catholic Christians. Like, why are you an engineer? I'm an engineer because I love math. Also, I could be an engineer because I want to glorify our Lord in utilizing the gifts that he's given me. And so that question can be at the core of everything about our lives. And in today's Gospel reading, Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, just contemplating Jesus. And it's more obvious she's doing what she does because she's come to encounter our Lord's great love for her. And Mary is anxious and worried about many things. And perhaps in the busyness of her life, she lost track of the fact that she was also doing what she does because of the great love that she's encountered from our Lord. Pope Benedict, when he was writing as Cardinal Ratzinger before he was the Pope, wrote a lot about identity and mission. That our identity is who we are. It really is the core reason for everything that we do, and and our identity is always to be a beloved son and daughter of the Father. And our mission flows from that identity. The things that we do, we do because of who we are. And sometimes in our pragmatic, busy lives, we get those things backwards. And, and we start to think that if I do all of these things, then Jesus will love me. Or if I do all these things, then it'll be pleasing to God and he'll be pleased with me. And then I'll figure out who I am. And we get, when we get into that, we fall into this trap and we can lose track of who we are and we can start to feel sorry for ourselves and we start to think about everything that we're giving but we're not receiving anything because we forgot to receive first. Martha's sort of revealing the fact that she's having a pity party in her head because she's thinking about the fact that she's doing all these things and her sister's just sitting there. And she falls more easily into that sin of comparison, into counting what she's lost instead of looking at what she's found. And the same dynamic exists in the life of Abraham Abraham had been in a position where our Lord encountered him, our Lord called him to go to a new land. Our Lord promised him that your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. And then he was waiting, and he was waiting, and he was waiting, and he was waiting, and And our Lord didn't seem to be showing up. And so he decided to take action himself in order to have a child with his wife's concubine, Hagar. And then our Lord reveals himself again and he says, that's not the heir. And then we hear in today's reading, in his old age, these three men show up. which in the spiritual tradition of the church are always tied to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they tell him, within the next year, your wife will bear a son. And the lesson we learn from Abraham is to keep our eyes open and always be looking for what our Lord is doing in our lives. For the ways in which our Lord wants to show up in our lives. And it's very easy to get distracted from that because our lives are very busy and our lives are very distracted. And sometimes we forget to schedule time in our lives just to recognize our Lord and what our Lord is doing. Like, what's our Lord doing right now? And what's our Lord doing for me right now? How is our Lord revealing himself to me right now? How is our Lord showing his love for me right now? Last week, I was with a group of priests in Cincinnati, and I've been doing these trainings on pastoral accompaniment for about four years now, and there's a theme that always comes up, and and it's sort of this theme that we're not very good at taking care of ourselves, and we're not very good at, like, um, praying for ourselves, and we're not very good at just like letting our Lord work on our own hearts, and um, and so I posed this question to them. I said, like, let's say you're like, you know, you're going through your day, and you're about to go over to a friend's house for dinner, or you're going to do something like that, and your phone rings, and it's this random prisoner, and they're calling you. Do you answer your phone? Well, of course I answer my phone, and will you give them like twenty minutes randomly in your day? To, because you want to take care of them. Well, of course, I'm going to give them 20 minutes of my day and I'll be late to wherever I'm going and like that. Of course I would do that because like, I'm called to give my life for them. Okay, so let's say like you're on your way to your friend's house and you've got something going on. Do you just sort of like take a minute and pause and give yourself 20 minutes with Jesus before you go? Uh wouldn't do that because I'm going over there. Like, would you allow Jesus to interrupt your schedule for a few minutes and reveal himself to you? Would you allow yourself to waste time with our Lord? And it's always a challenging kind of a question because it makes us reflect on that why do I do what I do? And what is our Lord doing in my life right now? You know, and I think that principle applies in all of our lives. You know, we allow our busyness to be compounded, or we allow our busyness to enter into our life. We allow distractions to enter into our life. You know, we check our phone for a second, and we go on Facebook, and then we notice like a friend who maybe has a child in the hospital or something, we start reading all the thread and all of the comments, and 20 minutes later, we've given all this time to that person and what's going on in their life, and do we allow ourselves also to be distracted by, or our attention to be drawn by, what our Lord's doing? Because it's only then that we, we find ourselves in the place of Mary, sitting at our Lord's feet, receiving from Him. And we allow our focus to be on the fact that everything we do flows from what our Lord has first done for us. we come to Mass every Sunday on the first day of the week. So the first thing that we do in our week is to receive from our Lord And then allow Him to move us through the Monday through Saturday. We begin our day with morning prayers so that we receive from our Lord and allow Him to move us through the rest of our day. Or maybe even when we're at work, or we're about to go into a meeting, or we're about to start working on a project. It's a good time to stop and let ourselves be drawn by our Lord, just for a few minutes to focus on the fact that He's the one that's moving us. And it's there that we find the better part. And we find ourselves being more peaceful, more secure, even in the midst of the busyness and chaos of our lives. And so today let us pray that we be vigilant in looking for the ways in which our Lord is showing up in our lives. That everything we do, we do because of the love that we've received from Christ. We do because we wish to glorify Him and every thought, word, and work of our lives. And whether our preference is to be like Martha or to be like Mary, we always choose the better part. We always remember that we are beloved sons and daughters of a loving Father.